Brands on Brands. What's up, everyone? This week, we talk about best practices for your content distribution plan. Check it out. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters today is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. I appreciate you being here. And today, Well, today we're talking about your content distribution plan. That's your best practices for getting your content ready for distribution and getting it out there to the people. I will be talking about in future episodes how to get it promoted, but this is how to set up the infrastructure so that you get your show in front of more people. Now, if you'd like to refer back to any of the specific lessons from today's episode, just make sure to go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash 134 for the full blog and downloadable resources. Now, let's jump into the show. Brands on Brands. All right, looking at best practices for your content distribution plan. That's what we're talking about today. That's what we're going to tackle. Now, the one thing that most great companies have in common is a strong distribution model. If you want a successful brand for you, your personal brand, a distribution model will ensure that your content ends up in all the right places to reach your potential audience. That's right. I'm saying you need a distribution plan and a distribution model for your content. If you are a content hub, you've got to be thinking about these things. And now there's three things we're going to talk about today. And what they are is how to create infrastructure for your distribution plan, how to develop strategic assets, and how to seek out partnerships. Those would be the key elements, and we're going to walk through those one by one, so don't worry, we will take you through it. Now, the reason that I want to talk about these specific things is I was thinking about some of the companies I've worked on in the past in terms of their advertising, and one of the big ones out there was Coca-Cola. And I'll tell you, the biggest thing I learned from working on Coca-Cola wasn't about branding. And you'd be surprised because most people, when they think of Coca-Cola, say, you know what, that's an amazing brand. They do great commercials. They've been around forever. They have those signature bottles that really make their brand stand out. And they were the first ones to do that. But what I learned working on the business for so long was that the secret to Coca-Cola's success and their successful brand is actually their distribution. They have an amazing distribution model. They know how to put their products everywhere, everywhere you go, not just on store shelves, but yeah, at retail, at grocery, at convenience stores, at gas stations at the movie theater, at theme parks. They're literally everywhere. You can't go anywhere and not be able to find a Coca-Cola. And even in when they're they're pushing their their soda out to new places and new countries, if there's no infrastructure there, they build it. They build the sales infrastructure. They build the wells for the water, the supplier infrastructure. They build the sales infrastructure. They build all of it so that they can distribute their product. So that made me think, you know, how can you apply that same successful model to someone who's out there creating content to support their personal brand. And I think there are certain ways to do that. And those are the steps we're talking about. So creating infrastructure, developing strategic assets, and seeking out partnerships. So let's dive into it. 
creating infrastructure, the first one. Infrastructure from a distribution standpoint is really three things for anyone. It's your suppliers are the ones that are bringing you the materials. It's your suppliers, your packaging. How do you put it all together? And then your distributors. How do you get it out to the other, you know, to the people looking to buy it? Suppliers, packaging, and distributors. That's infrastructure from a distribution standpoint. So suppliers, from a media standpoint, from a personal brand standpoint, you are your number one supplier. You're the one who's creating all this content. You're the one creating all this knowledge and perspective. So your skills and your experiences are going to be the input to you being a good supplier. So if you're out there and you're trying to figure out how do you make a better show, the first step in that to being a better supplier is making sure that you are talking about your experiences, sharing your experience. And if you don't have them, or if you want to continue to get better, developing more skills, developing your skills at the thing you're wanting to be known for, at the thing you want to be known for, at the thing you want to talk about, developing your skills in that area was always going to be a way for you to have more access to more content. So As a supplier for your own content, that's one thing to think about. Interviews is the other one. So getting better interviews, getting more and more people on your show, building your dream 100 list of people to interview is going to help you increase your supply. Curation is another great way. How do you pull in other people's ideas from different places? How do you read the news and share that information, pull new ideas into your show? And how do you repurpose? How do you take other ideas that you've already used and bring them back to light? This is going to create a strong supply chain for your infrastructure. The second piece is packaging. So how do you take all that information and input and package it in a way that a customer wants before you distribute it? So for me, packaging is if you're blogging, it's having it well-written. So maybe having someone edit that blog. If you're podcasting, it's making sure that you have the sound adapted and adjusted and edited by a professional editor or using the tools to help get it to that sound quality you need. Another way to approach this besides the editing is also looking at what are the assets I have that help package it, like the logos, the look, the sound, the feel. Do you have something consistent that people, when they look or hear your look at your show or see or hear your show, that they know that that's your show? I love having an audio logo. I love having an introduction to my show. All those things are recognizable. So when you hear it, you know it's mine. And that's what the good brands do. Also, templates. Do you have templates that help you continue to have a consistent delivery of your product. And the third piece of a great infrastructure is the actual distributors themselves, the people that are helping you put it in front of the people that want to listen. So for one place for podcasters to look at specifically as distributors is obviously the directories, the place, not just the hosts and the place where you can listen to podcasts, but where are the directories where you can be found, but also where you can be indexed and categorized and searched? How do you get your podcast into more and more directories so when people are looking, they can find you? Another great distributor for content is publishers. The historically most popular publishers out there have been around for a long time and you can look at how do you access them and provide content to them? So how do you get featured as an article in a popular magazine? on a popular podcast, in a popular blog or website? How do you get distributed in a popular Facebook group or YouTube channel? Finding the publishers that are doing it and are popular and finding a way to become a contributor to those will help you get your face, your content, your name in front of more people. And that's why you have so many people that when they're out there speaking, a lot of my guests as well, some of the accolades at the list is, you know, as featured in Inc or Entrepreneur Magazine or Forbes If you can say that, it adds credibility to you. And guess what? The people that are reading those publications are getting to know you as well. And the last I'd like to say is influencers. And I potentially said this is the most powerful because even with publishers and directories, you're one of a million, right? But if you can get out there and talk to influencers and they like you 
and they want to support you and you build a relationship with them and they put you on and introduce you to their following, all it takes is one good influencer to get you to be known to a lot more people. So strategically thinking about who do you partner well with, where you're not, you know, maybe being competitive with them, but really compliments what you're trying to do and the people you're trying to get around uh, and in front of, figuring out who those people are is important. And not only that, but thinking about who are the influencers of your audience? How do you, not just people with large subscriber lists, not those kind of influencers, people who actually influence the decision makers, influence the audience that you're trying to listen to. So or that you're trying to attract. That's one way to get your podcast out there to more people. So line up these distribution channels. So that's the infrastructure. Why don't you think about it in terms of supply, packaging, and distribution? So that's creating infrastructure. The second step here that we were I listed earlier in terms of best practices for your content distribution plan is going to be developing strategic assets. So one of the things to think about a strategic asset would be these are things that you can call your own that you can point to as something that continues to support you over time. So one of those that I like to think of is media properties. So wherever you create content, that first place is a media property. So if you are a blogger or you're a video creator or a podcaster, that primary place that you create is a media property. That's a strategic asset. The content in it is an asset. The home of that itself, the home of it, whether it's, you know, has a profile, a bio, a cover art, a picture, whatever it is, a header, all that is land that you own. It's your media property. That's a strategic asset that you can use to support what you're offering and to develop you as a, as a, as your brand. So that's the first. Also, to not just the media property you create with, but the one that you distribute to. So the other media properties you, you repurpose to, whether it's you take your podcast and you submit it to a YouTube channel or a blog, or uh, you post pictures on social media. All of those are adding a new stake in the ground for you to say, I have a place where my content lives. Those media properties, as you secure them and you hold the addresses of them and you build them, are assets. And those assets, as you grow them over time, make for a stronger distribution plan for you. Because as you have subscribers in different places, you have more people to hear your message. And another place, obviously those are the most obvious, but the next one is your email list and the people that are in your Facebook group. Those people are within a place that you own that you control. Those are media properties. Those are places that you can take ownership of and develop and grow over time. So all of those are you know, the first group of strategic assets that I would develop in my distribution plan. Another type of strategic asset is a contributor post. So this is what we talked about earlier in terms of getting within on a publisher's websites. If you can be a contributor somewhere and put that content on a place that it can be found, you, are, you now have something you can point to and say, here, read this article that was on Forbes. Read this article that was on Inc. or Entrepreneur or Fast Company or whatever it might be. You can point to it and say, this is something that I wrote that you should read. And that adds credibility. That's a strategic asset. You can, even if you've only done it once out of the 30 years you were doing something, you, you were featured there in one article that was 500 words long. You could point to that asset for 30 more years, even though you only did it once. That's an asset because you, you will always get credibility from having done it even that one time. So the ROI on that is huge. And so do as many of that as possible, you know, whether it's that or even getting, becoming a guest on podcasts, obviously, is another great one. And then make sure on your website, you're listing all these places that you've, you've uh, been featured. The third strategic asset is going to be sponsorships. So I actually think it's important for you to get out there. And if you're trying to make a name for yourself, figure out like, where are your people going 
And where would add credibility and find a way to sponsor that place? So you see this a lot. Traditional businesses, they'll go to trade shows. I think that's great. If your content lends itself to a specific industry and that industry has a trade show, maybe you can go to that trade show and not just network. You could start by doing that, just show up and network, but also you could build a booth or sponsor something at that industry event. And by doing that, you're building credibility. You can always say, I was a sponsor at this event or as featured at this event. That has credibility to your show, even if you just do it once. And guess what? It also introduces your show to a lot more new people. That is an asset. And as you secure that spot, you're also developing a relationship with the people that run that event. That's also an important piece that you can hold on to and say, you know, when I'm thinking about my distribution plan, these are resources I can tap into to grow my audience. All right. So that was the second one, strategic assets. Again, it was create infrastructure and develop strategic assets. And the third is seek out partnerships. Now, again, and we're talking about best practices here for your content distribution plan. Seeking out partnerships may not be obvious to some people, but that's why I put this episode together. I want you guys to be able to think about as I'm putting content out there, how can I make it so that it just instantly finds an audience? And to do that, you need to be thinking about this kind of distribution plan and these kind of assets. So the first thing in the seek out partnerships idea would be figure out where you can get referrals and endorsements. Who's going to be out there that's going to point to you and say, yeah, this person is an expert in this thing, or I was helped by this person because of something they did. So if you're a coach, anyone you've helped, any of your clients is a good referral. If you are someone who does interviews, any of your interviewees can give you an endorsement. Or if there's someone that you can add value to and you work with them over time, they can endorse you. And at the end of the day, having someone else tell your story for you is huge. And once that story's told, if you record that, whether it's audio or a video or just written, you have their statement, those referrals and endorsements, again, you do them once or you get them once and you can hold on to them and share them a million times. That's a huge benefit in terms of you having something that can be turned on and that leverages more people coming into you. Because a referral is someone who's out there basically saying, hey, go check this out. And you didn't have to do any work to do that other than being at the beginning, starting a good relationship. Another type of partnership to seek out is an affiliate program. You can actually incentivize the people in your world, because I assume that if you are an expert in a certain world, you probably know some people in that world, either as customers or as influencers, getting those people to want to be a part of the promotion program by making them an affiliate and saying, hey, if you bring people into my world, I'll help you with this. You get this type of benefit, whether it's compensation via payment or a discount on your program or whatever it is, making it a benefit to them too, so that they're motivated to share you to their audiences is helpful. And then another way to approach this is to think about bartering, right? If you can get out there and trade your services with influencers of your audience, you help them, they help you, you promote them to your audience, they promote you to their audience. That trading you can do can help build your following. That is part of this distribution plan having other people's audiences ready to listen to you. And then the last one, which I'll say is definitely not the the most obvious, but has been huge in my business, has been figuring out how to align with other coaching programs or masterminds where there are people within these programs that are already looking for new ideas. They're looking for new people to network with and new ideas to help their businesses. And if you invest to be in these programs, number one, you're getting to know more people that are like-minded, that might need what you sell, or that it might just be interested in the content that you are creating. 
And they might tell other people about it because now they're exposed to it. It's a great way to, instead of just be a random person that they hear about, being someone that's within this intimate group of 10, 20, 30 people where they're all curious about each other and they are willing to take the extra step to listen to what you have to say. So that's a great way to do it. And I mentioned paid coaching programs kind of similar to this as a mastermind, because in a paid coaching program, you sometimes have access to not just the coach who wants you to succeed and might support you and share your information with their audience, but a lot of the times they have private Facebook groups that once you're in their coaching program, you now have access to this group, just like you would a mastermind. And you're sharing in the group your struggles and they're sharing their struggles and you're all sharing your wins and losses and everything else. And in that program, you might be able to talk a little bit about the things you're talking about in your content. And then they get to know you and then they get more curious. And eventually they might subscribe and become a part of this audience that you're trying to develop. All of these steps are part of this content distribution plan. You have to have some of this infrastructure in place before you go out there and start spending money on ads and doing social media and all that. Take some of these steps so that you have built-in infrastructure that'll help support you developing an audience. Once you have an infrastructure that has distributors out there where people can find you, strategic assets that you can leverage and turn on and turn off, and partnerships that can help be an additional voice of your business, you are set to take faster steps and move further ahead than you would if you didn't have them. So if, by the way, if any of this is resonating and you're taking notes and whatever else, I would suggest that you guys not just go and save, download this episode, save this episode, but also uh, a tool that I like to use. If I get, I get my best ideas, I'll be honest, while listening to podcasts. And I take down those ideas whenever I, I'm out. So if I'm working out or whatever it is, I just stop what I'm doing and I write down the ideas I have. And I do that in a resource called Evernote because it's just an easy place to store it all. And if you guys want access to use that same tool, you can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash Evernote. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, it is an affiliate link. So if you check it out or you like it and you you uh, sign up for it, I do get a piece of that uh, in terms of a little bit of reimbursement, but not much. Just wanted to let you know that that's what I use. It came to me because I was remembering that like, hey, I take a lot of notes when I'm listening to podcasts. You probably do the same thing. But sorry, that was a, a bit of a distraction, but wanted to mention it. Now to wrap up, if you guys want to build a successful personal brand, what I'm saying is you need to lay the groundwork with an effective content distribution plan, just like what we spoke about today. Create infrastructure, develop strategic assets, and seek out partnerships. Every day, we can add new tools to our toolkit. I hope these tactics that we talked about today were helpful for a lot of you out there. And if you did enjoy the show, I always appreciate if you could take a screen grab, tag me on Instagram at Brandon Berkmeyer, and I'll reply, I'll get involved. I'd love to hear and know that you're listening and have a conversation with you. And beyond that, just keep on building brands that matter. Thank you for listening, everyone. I appreciate you. And as always, I will catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.